Hi guys and welcome back to Startup Sutra. This is your co-host Anirudh along with Bhavjit. And for this episode, we thought of talking about a very interesting category, which is business in a box. So whenever we talk about business in a box, many people confuse it with franchises. So there's a very slight difference between a franchisee and a business in a box. So franchisee typically charges you a royalty on a regular basis. Whereas business in a box is basically a one-time cost. So it will give you all the, you know, tools or equipment or knowledge to set up that business. But after that, they will not charge you money on a regular basis, which is where the difference comes in. So in a franchisee, you're basically selling a brand rather than just the know-how and the equipment and tools. In business in a box, you're selling more of the essential things like, you know, tools and all kinds of equipment and knowledge rather than the brand. So there you're not charging them on a regular basis. So without further ado, Let's get into the ideas for this episode. So the first idea is a very, very interesting story because it came with a bang and it very quickly it fizzled out. But it the idea behind this startup is very, very interesting and it has a lot of you know opportunities uh, despite the fact that this didn't work out. So this company is called Proton uh, and it's basically a business in a box solution for freelancers or independent professionals. So think of people like, you know, uh, lawyers or say graphic designers. So people who work independently or those who are freelancers, uh, this is a tool for them. So if you look at the global freelance, you know, market size, it is projected to be uh, about $9.1 billion by 2026, which is a growth of, you know, 15% uh, from like 3.39 billion in 2019. So this is the kind of growth that this industry is witnessing even now. Although people say that, you know, freelancing is a very mature industry, but there's still a lot of, you know, growth in this sector. So this is, as I mentioned, a very interesting story because of how, you know, high profile it's, uh, you know, launch was and then how quickly it fizzled out. So this company was launched in 2020 uh, by Anil Goteti and Mosam Bhatt. So, Anil Goteti, uh, he served as the senior vice president for marketing and ads for Flipkart. While Mossam, he was the head of the product management for Google Commerce, uh, which is this, uh, you know, buy on Google uh, thing that you see now. So, and why this is, you know, so, uh, you know, like this was so, uh, such a big news in the industry because of the size of the funding round. So this company raised $9 million in seed funding. Uh, which was led by Matrix Partners, and it was one of the biggest seed funding rounds in the history of Indian startup ecosystem. Uh, apart from that, there were several, you know, high-profile angel investors like Bini Bansal uh, from Flipkart, then Kalyan Krishnamurti, who's the current CEO of Flipkart, then Neeraj Arora, who was with WhatsApp, then Sujit Kumar from Udan, uh, Kunal Shah from Cred. So very high-profile people had invested in this company, and there were high hopes for this company. So what this company actually did was, as I said, it created a tool, a backend, you know, management tool for freelancers. So all the aspects of running a freelance business. So think of things like, say, you know, creating promotional material, like all sorts of marketing material, including videos. Uh, then say things like fees and billing, then scheduling appointments, CRM. So basically it was a single dashboard for the entire, you know, business management for a freelancer. Unfortunately, as I said, this company didn't work out. Uh, it shut down within a year due to founder disputes about how to take this forward. 
but as i said this is a very massive opportunity india is uh, you know home to uh, a lot of uh, freelancers who work for western markets and make a lot of money and this is a very genuine you know need for freelancers and independent professionals because there is no single uh, you know dashboard where you can manage all the aspects of a business what do you think of jit yeah i think uh, if we talk about numbers in terms of only the freelancing thing i think the pace the way it has paced up after the covid thing the freelancers or the number of freelancers have grown more than 10 times in india in india it's picking up pace like at a crazy pace right even in the western economies where freelancing economy was supposed to be matured the numbers has only grown and i think uh, these kind of tools are actually going to help people set up new businesses uh, even small businesses you're right uh, i didn't think of it from the perspective of the covid pandemic and this mm-hmm. has actually accelerated this uh, you know entire industry a lot because That's now right. people are more you know open to remote work and you know distributed teams across the globe so i think right. there's a massive opportunity in this sector although this doesn't work out but as you can see from the you know size of the funding round and the people behind it it's a massive exactly. opportunity and if somebody picks it up again i think uh, you know you can create a it very successful do, business right right yeah. i think the big names that you named already and uh, the kind of funding that they were received i re- i read about it when it failed uh, i think there was some uh, some reason was that they were not able to uh, identify the market fit but the founders were did not actually align to how to pivot their business which is very essential i think if people do yeah. follow like anand mahindra or harsh goenka on twitter they do write about you know the number one reasons the top reasons for startup failures and i think this becomes a prime example uh, that you're not able to identify uh, the market fit and then there are disputes if in the founders not align on the right you know direction then uh, right most likely the startup won't work out right right and what do you think yep moving on to the uh, pivoting to the idea of gig economy it's becoming very big as we understand today the first we had uber zomato swiggy and there are several other startups coming up like doordash lift wherein the rider partners are actually like contract employees to these uh, you know uh, aggregator companies and they get uh, some fee to provide a service to the company and they provide some service to the customer but uh, as we understand in india these rider partners are not very happy because these companies are actually squeezing out profits and not giving them you know their fair share of i would say the value that they should get so from this idea uh, or from this problem came up an idea Uh, by a company called Dumpling. It started in 2017 in California. So uh, what they did is they built up a platform uh, for these gig economy workers. For some, this is like an uh, additional source of income, but for, for some, this is like their primary source of income, right? And to help, you know, uh, increase their uh, income by let's say three times, they help create them business out of it. So they actually b- become their delivery partners by helping set up uh, an LLC, a company for them. They also offer them credit facility to buy the raw materials or shopping materials. And even they have a centralized app. I, technology and all in all is very important today to actually you know to centralize deliveries and the customer communication that they require so these delivery partners these shoppers actually set up their own company and they have like their own representation and dumpling gives them the complete 100% of the tip to these businesses as they get from the customers that they shop on that so on their platform 
customers shop for groceries or let's say uh, medicines and they can actually select the uh, i would say the shopper company or the shopper that they want to connect and it has a very good uh, idea built up on that that these shoppers have their own identity they get their own relation and they get personalized service they can give personalized services to the customers i think a very great idea but just to uh, give you better idea about how dumpling is making money here they are charging a one time fee to the shoppers to set up a business which is very minimal like 10 dollars initially and afterwards they either charge them monthly fee which is again very small or like a 5% fee per order whatever they want to avail and it also for so the that's customer, a typical yeah typical yeah. saas model yeah yeah right right so uh, what they're doing is they're also empowering the these uh, rider partners the delivery partners and we know we understand that starting your own business gives you thousands of opportunities to actually save taxes and save more money and dumpling claims that it has actually increased the income of their delivery partners by more than three times than they were earning on other platforms a huge jump and right and also yeah. giving a like a personalized effect or personalized uh, shopping experience to the customers and they can review these companies or these delivery partners so in my opinion the worst part of the gig economy is that you don't have the benefits of being an employee but you are mm-hmm. still restricted to a large extent uh, you know you're considered as an employee but you're not having the perks of an employee right like you're right. still you know an independent you know contractor with them but you have to you know follow their policies and adhere by their uh, you know guidelines and uh, right. whatever commissions or they can set so right. there is a massive you know, and this has become a major problem like recently uh, i was actually going through uh, instagram and uh, i saw this mm-hmm. post uh, regarding where uh, flip uh, this is uh, sorry zomato's co-founder dipinder goel he had actually introduced this new policy where they'll now have phone numbers uh, on the bags of these on know, the bags right, right yeah very important that's right yeah but dude you created this problem in the beginning right instead exactly. of you know focusing on you know quicker delivery times and all your commissions being set on the basis of those things you are in 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 a way incentivizing rash driving from delivery drivers and now you exactly. are saying that okay, uh, so and you will penalize it again again you know they are just extracting as much benefit from these driver partners as they can and then don't even get like basic employee uh, you know uh, services like they don't have any insurance or uh, major health insurances that the employees do get right and dumpling is helping people provide uh, run their business and provide these services at a bulk scale when they purchase it at bulk scale um, these partners get uh, these services at a very low cost yeah i think in the future this will become a major issue in india as well as you know they mm-hmm. start pressuring these people so regularly you have strikes uh, for right. all these you know major food delivery companies like every other day there is some strike in some city yeah, there is a rising discontent among the driver partners and yeah. uh, this i would say industry is right to be disrupted or decentralized version of you know these food delivery apps like where yep. these people have the independence to set up whatever prices they want to charge mm-hmm. uh, they have complete freedom to work how how many hours they want so right. all those things if you can enable then uh, i think that would be a better way to approach this you know gig economy rather than you know sort of binding them because you're not right. giving them the benefits of an employee but you are still uh, you know treating them as as an independent contractor but expecting mm-hmm. them to follow your rules 
so i think that is not exactly. going to work out in the long term that's why the discontent is rising and uh, i would say the customer is also not very happy they can directly complain to zomato but in this case they are in actually have the choice to look at more delivery partners and for all their delivery needs even is grocery or food anything since we are talking about this uh, you know food delivery apps why not get into the next segment of the episode where we can talk about restaurants in a box so basically uh, you know you're creating restaurants ready to run restaurants for you know entrepreneurs who want to launch their own food businesses so there are two ideas here which we want to discuss the first one is called uh, bbq right india barbecue right india which is actually uh, launched by two very young guys two brothers arun and krishna varma Uh, from bangalore and they were actually running their own food truck business for almost one and a half years when they realized the need for a more compact version because uh, they were serving in bangalore and there was a lot of you know congestion and traffic related issues so they thought of creating a more compact version using a bike and that is where this idea developed so what they do is basically they turn royal enfield classic 350 cc bike into a uh, you know food bike so it's a compact version of a food truck so it has a grill and it basically it focuses on continental food and they have created a you know bike where uh, you have a you know side car which has uh, this grill and you know other kinds of you know tools and equipments which with which you can run your own uh, you know sort of a food business so very interesting you know concept and the way in which they are promoted so they have picked up this bike which obviously is a legendary bike in india and bhavjit you wouldn't believe it the company royal enfield was so impressed by this project that they gave them 150 bikes to create their models and they even showcased their models in their showrooms across india okay. oh. so that, and i have seen this bike here uh, very close to my place there is you know a entire you know road which is crammed up with street vendors this you know food vendors in the evenings and this particular model i've seen here nearby my home and it looks cool and although it's a little bit expensive it costs about 3.5 lakh rupees which might be a little bit more for you know a food vendor but it's a very interesting take on how you can you know differentiate your product like everybody is running right. some kind of a stall but if you are creating a differentiated you know product it more and more people will get attracted to it right right i think and uh, let's say build up a cloud kitchen uh, with it and you have like a centralized area where you do most of the hard work for your uh, yeah. let's say these uh, tailors and all and then you uh, you distribute these bike barbecue bikes to different parts of the city and then you sell for like even a few hours you can make good money and it could be a great business model so like you although this is a little bit more expensive side but mm-hmm. there's a lot of different ways in which you can create other you know uh, such business uh, business in a box tools for food entrepreneurs right so for example there is one called wheelies cafe which is basically created bicycle cafes uh, to you know enable such micro entrepreneurs to start their own you know cafes so mm-hmm. basically it is it's a very interesting concept and it was actually funded by yc y combinator funded this company and within one year of operations it was able to sell it under such case so i think there's a interesting opportunity in india right like indians love to eat outside there's a massive op- market already for you know street food vendors and food stalls 
and i think if you can create similar products or similar you know business in a box uh, tools for different categories like say chart or you know say chinese food or mm-hmm. say uh, any other kind of food category that is popular in india so if you can create a similar you know product for the indian market i think it would be a very successful business in india right i think yeah right and you know just to I, i think i remember one thing that i've seen similar such thing uh something someone setting up a, like a barbecue station and they are setting that up in uh, a retro car kind of a retro car i don't remember exactly where i saw it maybe here uh, yeah. when i was in london and i think these kind of creative setups or themes are going, picking up as we are uh, opening again and there is like a revenge tourism people want to explore and uh, these things are going to open up and uh, easier for people to start their own businesses right like mm-hmm. from scratch you have a very well designed or very well built you know say a food right. stall or a food, you know vending place and right. you can without any hassle you can start you know your own food business within say a couple of weeks right exactly and and you don't need a very big capital like when you set up a restaurant you need a big capital but these are like a small entrepreneur or even a small business owner would be able to start this business and get into this food business and maybe expand it in the future interesting i think the next one is a more asset heavy business but i think we should exactly. move on to the next concept that is very very interesting exactly so uh, the next idea is regarding irish pubs so if you've seen an irish pub you'll understand that it has a soul of its own you know a theme of its own there are fiddles on the wall there is irish decor there is authentic irish music playing around uh, people do dress up in their you know uh, Uh, folk dresses, authentic Irish folk dresses. They staff, and it's very warm and hearty. Uh, you know, customer engagement feeling there, which that you get because uh, you would see people of different ethnicity there, uh, and they are just mingling among and you know, jolly and happy around there. So that's that is the kind of theme that Irish pubs set up, right? And even their virality is growing because of the Guinness beer and the Irish whiskey is gaining prominence throughout the world. so using this you know uh, building on this idea there's a company called irish pub concept so what this firm does is they provide consultancy services and information and advices to set up an irish pub right so uh, they okay i'll give you the numbers first the number of uh, pubs they have helped set up through the country with through other firms or partners so they have set up till date around 8500 pubs in 152 countries can we even name or you know no do we even know 152 countries and they have helped set up these many uh, pubs in these many countries right so what they do is simply you fill a form online you know and then you are contacted by their representative so they help you draft the complete business they help you provide financial advice and consultancy and they also connect you with their uh, partners and uh, which do that authentic decor and they provide logistics and training to the staff and these partners actually manufacture brand package and export the whole setup of the irish pub to your place this is what i would say it it's a big scale thing but still a business in a box setup thing is right it's kind of a one stop shop for anyone thinking of opening a pub exactly and not just a small business that we are talking about but you can business in a box at at a very big scale right where you can you, you know do a very uh, high level of customer engagement and then your profitability is very high after few years when you set up you know uh, 
customer base right there and even if you don't want to do like uh, an irish pub setup uh, they also provide you with the resources for a very minimal fee if you want to start a uh, pub business so for like 40 dollars fee they provide you with the knowledge and material resources that may be essential to start a pub like in even in 40 dollars if you already have a place you have a location they'll provide you all the knowledge uh, to start a pub business i mean i mean that's so affordable even for indians like everybody would shell out this much money if they are starting something on their own especially such a right. you know asset heavy business like right. where you are putting so much money already this you know small fees to gain such kind such a kind of expertise in this business i think everybody right. would pay for it everybody right. and do you uh, okay can you even fathom which brand or which uh, i would say uh, company gains the most from this idea i guess the company guinness exactly so guinness beer is very essential part of that irish uh, pub concept right and whenever wherever they set up this business even Guin- they don't say it out loud but the parent company who owns this firm is actually a partner with the the company that uh, you know manufactures and distributes guinness and when this these you know the irish pub I was yeah. about to say Conor McGregor's proper twelve, because every time you talk about Irish pub, I just pick visualize like so. There's this infamous you know story where Conor McGregor punched an uh, an old guy in his own Irish pub. So he owns a Irish pub called Blackforge, uh, and he punched a guy there because he wasn't accepting a beer from him. So <laughs> every time every time you talked about that, I pictured that. and the first so, response was like proper 12 but <laughs> so seriously it, these, I, these are the kind of stories that actually you get to see happening in irish pubs there is a lot of things happening there right and guinness is, actually, is so right? they are selling right. instead of selling brand they are selling this culture right culture of right. ireland like everybody who goes to ireland they um, one Things, of the must it's a different uh, world yeah yeah one of the one of the places that everybody will visit is an irish pub right and they right. have sort of exported that culture like korea is doing with say things like k pop or k drama exactly ireland is sort of doing this with their you know pub culture or their uh, you know drinks culture right right and, and it's a very interesting and the way it's getting viral especially i would say uh, right now even in asia in several areas it's gaining a lot of prominence and with I that mean, even india has a lot of irish pubs i guess right even in, i would say not just in tier 1 but tier 2 cities are also seeing uh, these irish pubs coming up and the the brand that is gaining the most prominence is guinness beer because if these ideas get hit guinness gets a lot of sales and through that uh, even their competitors start keeping guinness beer on tap or let's say guinness beer directly because they see that this is what is helping their competitor get better sales they also start keeping guinness and the guinness is basically aligned itself with irish culture so most exactly. people you know sort of associate guinness with that culture and that is why they have created this you know synergy with, with between the rise of the culture and the rise of the company right 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 the way uh, you know bts or the uh, korean dramas have been associated with the korean culture the way the same way the i was a guinness beer or irish whiskies are gaining prominence here and it's it's gaining prominence like huge Okay. Right. So let's get sober now. 
and let's move on to the last segment of this episode where we're going to talk about the child care and education so most of us are aware of these you know preschools in india right uh, brands like euro kids or wonder kids who have created massive franchise businesses uh, across the country so now there are you know thousands of uh, such preschools in india under different brand names so this is a very you know early childhood uh, it's a very very massive you know market opportunity across the globe not just in india but creating a preschool or owning a preschool is relatively more asset heavy business because you need a permanent location you need to have all kinds of equipment you need to hire teachers uh, other kinds of support staff so it's a very expensive business it's a very asset heavy business but there are a lot of other ways in which you can create similar you know businesses uh, so instead of going for franchise route here we are going to talk about as i said business in a box idea but for the child care market so this company is called tinker garden and it focuses on outdoor play based learning for early childhood so what they have done is that instead of you know being reliant on a permanent physical location what they have done is they have created sort of a uh, asset light you know business in a box focusing on the same market but removing all those you know expenses that you have tied to those assets so instead of having your own location you can sort of use any you know public park or any outdoor location to create your own you know business so what they do is basically they will match families with local you know entrepreneurs whom they call local leaders in these local communities who will offer activity based you know classes for kids that will help them develop skills uh, things like problem solving or critical thinking or teamwork so what they do is uh, they'll have a 3 week uh, sort of a course which will have nine different events and all these events are conducted in as i said in outdoors so in spaces uh, public spaces like parks and so this company will provide you the essential kit as a micro entrepreneur to run your own business so it will include all the uh, you know curriculum uh, knowledge transfer all sort of materials that you will require for various activities that you will conduct as a part of this curriculum and they will provide you basically all the support and they will also help you onboard uh, you know families or get clients basically so this company uh, and it's a very very successful company like this company was launched in 2014 and it has raised nearly 29.3 million dollars in funding till late and it has hundreds of uh, you know these uh, micro entrepreneurs or local community leaders who are currently working for this platform so what do you think bajit this is a much more easier way to start a business in this space right like instead of going for a preschool which is so expensive today to mm-hmm. set up and run i mm-hmm. think this is a much more asset light business and more micro entrepreneurs can be created via this opportunity right instead of going for a preschool right i think especially in tier 1 tier 2 cities in india as as you know everybody is moving to that corporate culture uh, all the new couples would like be like both husband and wife will be going to the jobs and uh, these uh, ideas or i would say these kind of businesses are going to shoot up for sure right and uh, i really like uh, the way these uh, businesses or ideas are propping up which are helping other people to start their own business if not even like their primary source of income they can even set up it as the secondary source of income and uh, i would say it's not like i don't think uh, 
like you would need that much of a time you can have the flexibility that how much you want to work on to it and i think it's it's a very good opportunity uh, that is going to come up like, in uh, india for sure you can start this business as a part right. time you know side hustle and right. dedicate say 4 to 5 hours a day i think that would be more than enough to run this business and you can make a for decent sure. income right right and that to that when they provide the initial training and the material and everything and support even right i think it's uh, easier to launch because it's less expensive compared to starting say your own you know daycare or crash exactly. or you know right right but only if you uh, you know love kids and want to be around them but if you think they are nuisance i don't think this is a good idea <laughs> we don't want a serial serial killer handling our kids obviously man <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs>